Welcome to The Secrets of the Self-Made, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of some of the most successful and inspiring entrepreneurs and self-made individuals. Join us as we delve into the stories of those who have achieved great success, uncovering the secrets that allowed them to overcome challenges, push through obstacles, and ultimately achieve their dreams. From business magnets to creative geniuses, we explore the traits, habits, and mindsets that set these individuals apart and offer valuable insights and practical advice for anyone seeking to achieve their own success. Sit back, relax, and prepare to discover the secrets of the self-made. Welcome back to the Secrets of the Self-Made. Today, I have Jamie Lima. And Jamie is the, he's a financial advisor, but he's also the founder and president of Woodson Wealth Management and Allegiant Divorce Solutions. So um, I am super interested in hearing his story of how he created two separate businesses. I know how hard it is to run one business. So to have two businesses, um, I know that when you are super passionate and you've had experiences and sometimes, you know, pitfalls through life, you become even more passionate about what it is that you're putting out there in the world. And I know that that's part of Jamie's story. So I want him to first introduce himself and then tell us a little bit about that story, that what actually fueled the creation of these two businesses. So thank you so much, Jamie, for being here. Thanks for having me, Tracy. I appreciate the uh, intro there. Yeah. So um, I'm sitting here in Minnesota, although we've had like within one week, I, I'm guessing we swung a good, you know, 70, 80 degrees. Um, it's been crazy. We literally had snow on the ground on Monday and Tuesday was 88 degrees here. It's like, what in the world is going on <laughs> with our ecosystem? I'm like, this is crazy. So, um, but Jamie is in just outside of San Diego. So I was sitting here just trying to live vicariously through him because I love San Diego. Um, and he actually has kind of the best of all worlds as far as where he's at. So I'm going to let him introduce himself. Um, tell us a little bit about you, your family, and then what really fueled the creation of these two businesses that you have founded. Yeah, thank you for the thank you for the again for the introduction. I, I think you have better weather than we do. It's it's uh, 45 degrees and raining as normal here in San Diego. I don't know what happened this year, but uh I'm waiting for Noah's Ark to float by. We've had so much rain, um, but uh, anyway, I pre I pre again appreciate the introduction. Uh, I'll I'll, go I'll take you way back in the time machine, and I'll and I'll bring you uh, forward to where where we are today. I think that'll help answer some of the questions that you had asked. So, I, as we had talked about, uh, you know, privately, I grew up on the East Coast. I'm originally from a little tiny town uh, just outside of Providence, Rhode Island, and. When I was around 20 years old, I decided I had had enough of shoveling snow and decided I was going to, you know, head west. And because this is, you know, the streets were paved with gold here. 
uh-huh. here, of course. And and I, I came out here when I was 20 and worked all kinds of odd jobs. I was a bellman at the Marriott. I worked in restaurants and all kinds of all kinds of side jobs just to stay here. So I didn't have to go home with my tail between my legs and, and shovel more snow uh, over the winters. But um, so I stayed here. I, I ended up cutting my teeth in the financial services industry at a company called Morgan Stanley. I was there for five or six years or so. And then I went to uh, I moved to a company called Fidelity Investments, which a lot of people are familiar with as well, which I was there about nine years or so. And all the, all the while, um, you know, from a personal perspective, we, my, my, she's not my ex-wife, but we, we raised three kids and, and um, my youngest is now still is 10 years old right now, but um, we had three kids together and, and um, ultimately moved, uh, moved around in Southern California a little bit. I was in the Inland Empire, Orange County, then slowly made my way down to San Diego, which is what landed me here uh, just outside of, uh, outside of San Diego. And uh, going back to the professional stuff, so about about three years ago or so, maybe four years ago, I had I had decided, you know, I, I had had enough of the rat race of working with 450 clients that I was responsible for at Fidelity, and never really feeling like I could do true financial planning with them and and give them the experience that they deserve. So I started I started to look um, outside of of Fidelity and. Uh, actually interviewed with a couple companies, and then I was actually recruited away from from Fidelity to go to a small independent advisory firm uh, in San Diego. I won't say their name, and uh, with the promises of doing all the things that I was I really enjoyed uh, about my job at Fidelity, where I could I could help coach and train other financial advisors, I could work in a financial planning capacity, I could do some business development stuff because I. I really enjoy doing things like this, like webinars and seminars and client events. Uh, that really gets me fired up. And the the job that I was going to do with this new company was a culmination of all all three of those things. And I was like, wow, this is a perfect perfect uh, opportunity for me. So I cut bait and I left and went to this new company. And within six weeks, Tracy, the gentleman that had re- recruited me away decided he was going to cut my salary by sixty percent. And decided that, you know, at that time, you know, don't, we're not going to do these other things that we, we, we hired you to do. Just stay focused on, you know, trying to woo your other, your clients away from the other company. And, and who cares what, you know, your attorney said and what the rules say, you just do that for me, please. And I realized at that point that I had made a big mistake and I know we're just getting to know each other, but I'm a pretty ethical guy and I like to live my life above board and, I decided that you know I'm not going to do this. I'm going to pave my own path, and I'm never ever again going to let somebody control my own destiny, which is what prompted me to launch Woodson Wealth Management. So I get still get emotional when I start thinking about this and going through that experience because it was awful, especially in the throes of a pandemic, trying to build a business and 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 build a client base. Um, but that's ultimately what what drove me to where I am today, and what uh, prompted me to launch the company. You know, when I was um, Going back again in the time machine when I was little, my parents, but also at the same time, my parents were divorced when I was seven or eight years old and money was tight. And it was very, it was one of those things that growing up, we, I had to, I had to start working at the age of 13 so I could buy my school clothes. And I, if I wanted baseball cards or comic books or whatever it was, I had to pay for it myself. So I, I had my, my first job at 13 and nothing against my parents. They just didn't have the money and the means to do it. And, and um, I promised myself early on that I was going to ensure that whatever I did, whatever pathway I took, I was never going to let my own kids ever feel that financial stress. But at the same time, uh, it's what really drove me to focus on finance and money and things of that nature at an early age. And, you know, 
you know, blessing in disguise in many ways, which prompted me to, to again, to, to be where I am today, sitting in front of you, having this conversation. Yeah. So what would you say was like the root cause, the belief that you had that made you feel responsible almost to go out and start your new business? Like you said, you know, never again, will I let this happen? You know, I'm more above board than this. Like what is, can you pinpoint what that belief is that is really fueling like that motivation, that sense of control that you had that, you know, fueled the start of these businesses? I, I, I wish I could have coined the phrase, but I really think it goes back to do no harm. Mm. Do no harm. And as a certified financial planner, we do have a fiduciary obligation to our clients that we work with. And can you imagine if you were one of my clients and I say, oh, hey, Tracy, like, you know, all the stuff is happening in the background. You know, there uh, it was a situation of a bait and switch situation and all these things are happening to me behind the scenes. I don't even know if I'm going to be here in another six weeks. Why don't you just take all of your money, all of your hard earned life savings and just bring it over here anyway. Let, let's, and then, and then at the same time, reward this company financially because they're going to, they're going to charge you money to, to, to work with them. It just doesn't sit right with me. Yeah. And, you know, never mind the legal issues that are, are uh, surround that whole situation. Yeah. It's, it's a, from personal ethics situation, I just, could, I just couldn't do it. And, and I, I said, you know what, I'm not, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to worry about my old clients. If they decide to seek me out and they want to come work with me later on, that's fine. I'm going to start from zero and I'm going to rebuild. And, and it, it basically came from the, the, the root, the root cause of that whole, of all of it is, is do no harm. Awesome. So, okay. So now you've started this business. What, um, have you faced any challenges? <laughs> well, when you start a brand new business and you're looking for clients that you used to meet face-to-face, kneecap to kneecap and be able to, and, and have client events and do things like the, you know, seminars and webinars, things of that nature from a business development perspective. And all of a sudden the entire world is shut down. Mm-hmm. That will, that, that, that was the biggest challenge. It, it, and, but at the same time, it also created an amazing opportunity to meet people from all over the, all over the country. Yeah. In the in the old days, I was uh, it was you're bound you're you're, you're um, handcuffed by geography. Right? I had to work with somebody in Orange County or San Diego, maybe maybe a little bit further out, just depending on if they wanted to ever come to the office or not. But now we have clients all over the country. I, I have a I, we just we started adding some advisors to the team uh, late last year. We now have four other advisors that work with me. And they're in Austin, Texas, Chattanooga, Tennessee, uh, New York, Los Angeles. I'm here in San Diego. And my relationship manager who I work with, who's absolutely amazing. And she's in Georgia. We've never, none of us have even met each other face to face. Wow. And now we've created this, this, this company that's growing and scaling. And we've created this camaraderie amongst ourselves all via Zoom, which is, an, it, it, it's a, it, a blessing in disguise for sure. Yeah. So it started right before the pandemic. Like uh, the, the, the company was actually formed April 15th of 2020. 
Oh, okay. And I, start, and I started taking on, and I started taking on clients. I, I, I tell people, I, I, because there's a whole registration process that you have to go through, which is about two or three months long. So I, June, uh, January 1st is the date I, I, in my mind, where I say that's officially when we launched and started taking on clients of 2020. Yeah. Wow. So we have so much in common. So many people found in January 1st of 2020 as Our well. Our timing is impeccable. This is yeah. awesome. Yeah. So it was very pandemic friendly. You know, it's, mm-hmm. uh, I had the captive audience and people who had, you know, extra time and really wanted to work on themselves and, um, you know, the very unknown circumstance. Nobody had ever been through a pandemic before. So how do you think about that? So yeah, it was, it was um, the perfect time for us to really deliver this value, this content. So, um, okay. So do you mind sharing? Like what, what is your short and long-term goal for Woodson uh, Wealth Management? Yeah, great question. Uh, so the, the, when I started this business, <clears throat> it was just going to be myself and my little tiny little company. And I was just going to do my own thing. And uh, we, in our business, we call it a lifestyle practice where you, know, you work three days a week and go surf the other two or whatever. And, and over the course of the last year or so, about, about a year in, I, I decided that I needed some help just from an administrative perspective because I'm terrible at paperwork and, and needed help in that area. And so I hired my relationship manager, Sierra. And, and then about a year or so ago, I started having some advisors come knock on the door saying, you know, what, what would it take to you know join the team? And, and I never really thought about it. And now here we are with, with four advisors. Um, one of the, one of the, one of my colleagues and, a, and an advisor on the team, his name is Al and he and I worked together at Morgan Stanley back in 2006. So we've known each other a very long time. He's become a close friend of mine. And one of his, one of his areas of expertise is in recruiting advisors. And that was, that was his job for almost 20 years. And he works some big name firms. Now it's his job to do recruiting and, and some HR work. So he's now on our team as an advisor, but as a, in a secondary role, he's helping you know, bring more advisors to the team. So we just added another one, uh, a gal named Amy, who was in Houston um, just, just a couple of weeks ago. Our goal is to add six advisors this year. We, we have three that are almost ready to sign at this stage of the game. So we're well ahead of that goal. And then, and then we'll see where we go from there. Uh, the next... I would say over the next three years, maybe we have a team of 10, 10 advisors and some support staff. I, f- I feel like once we get over 15 people on the team, it, it, we start taking things to another level. And I don't know personally if I'm ready for that just yet. We'll, we'll have to see where we go there. But that, that's ultimately where it is. And at the same time, in parallel to that, um, I've launched you know, Allegiant Divorce Solutions to help with divorce financial planning. Because we, I don't want to do that under the Woodson umbrella. It gets way too complicated from a from a uh, compliance perspective. But there are many people out there that are like me who have gone through a divorce, which was incredibly difficult and challenging from an emotional and financial perspective. And now that I'm a certified divorce financial analyst and you know, received that designation, that's an area of passion of mine. You know, like I mentioned, my parents were divorced, I was divorced, and I, I work with a ton of people that have either gone through it or going through it. And I think there's, there's a lot of work to be done there to help, help people in that space too. So uh, over the next couple of years, I want to grow that business. And then, you know, five years from now, if you're asking what the five-year goal is, my wife and I want to RV the country for a couple of years. Since we can do this work virtually, there should be no limits on being able to do that as long as I have good Wi-Fi. And then we'll see where we're going to settle down over the, for the remainder of our lives. But um, uh, we're probably going to leave California and 
in an RV for a couple of years. Um, so that's, that's my personal goal. Very cool. I love it. So, okay. So with the two um, businesses, I know that you and I have a lot in common in regards to kind of how we deliver our content. You are education first, advisor second. I believe strongly that, you know, any sort of change, any sort of transformation, any sort of goal, it's really, you know, it's 20% insight, 80% application. So you need the educator role in your life. You need the advisor or the coach role in your life. Um, I also believe in teaching with frameworks. And I know you have a framework that um, you've created, Emerging Millionaire Method. Now, is this uh, actual program that you, that people can go through? Is it just a framework that you're teaching and helping them um, better understand in their day-to-day -day life? Like, what does it look like to be a client of yours? How do you, what, what are the steps? Yeah, great question. The, the Emerging Millionaire Method is a combination of, of a couple of those things that you mentioned. And we had talked about this offline, but the the certified financial planner designation when you once you get to, when you get the CFP designation, there's a rigorous uh, process to, to do that education wise and exam and exam wise. But the, what the thing they drill in your head is that there's either six or seven steps in the financial planning process, depending on when you took the exam. When I took it, I think there were six steps. Now they'll tell you there's seven. But I used to coach and train financial advisors in, in my past life, and what I found was. The advisor, when I would sit in on joint meetings with, with clients and advisors, they, the client would think they were in one phase of the relationship and, or one step in the process. The advisor thought they were somewhere else. And it was always this you know, mix match, so to speak. And sometimes expectations weren't met. So when I would coach advisors, I would say, listen, just stop thinking about all seven of these steps and who's going to do what and everything else. It's really just three. You're in the profiling phase of the relationship, you're in the planning phase of the relationship, or you're in the presenting phase where you're going to present solutions to that, to that client to the client to help them be able to achieve their goals and objectives, right? And within the within the profiling phase, that's where we're just getting to learn more about who, who you are as a person and some of the goals and objectives that you have. And then we start to build out your financial plan. And then my job is to, as a financial advisor, and, and, and if I was coaching somebody, I say, look, look, you know, as your job as the advisor is to help your client understand what next steps there are to take in the presenting phase. So we take that, that those steps, so to speak, and then we we've created what we call the, you know, the emerging millionaire method out of that. And then along, along those the same lines, we have a four-day or four-hour workshop that we, we present in, in a webinar setting like this. So it's basically four hours and, and we have, we have, a, a, each, all four, there, there's four classes and they all teach us something different about the, some of the, the most important stuff that you should know about finance and wealth building. Mm -hmm. and it's all the stuff they didn't teach you in school. Mm -hmm. Right. So we, I kind of, we kind of, and I'll, I'll circle back to the, to the, uh, the, the three steps here in a second, but in the, in the first workshop that we do, very first thing we do is, is learn about what the financial planning process is and then setting goals. Because if you're going to go down this path of hiring a financial advisor or working on yourself as a person, especially like in your, in your um, line of work, they have to know what they're going to do, what, why they're doing this. What is, the, what, is the, um, what is their true north, so to speak? Yeah. yeah. And how we do that 
is we follow the SMART goal setting framework, which is you want to set specific, measurable, aligned, realistic, and time-bound goals. Yep. And in, in that first workshop, we spent a lot of time with them just getting as granular as we can about the goals and objectives that they have. It's not enough, from my perspective, it's not enough to just say, I want to buy a house in Florida in the next 20 years. I want to know what color it is. Is it on two acres or one acre? Is it beachfront? Are you going to, are you, are you going to be, you know, do you want to have a boat? You know, how many bathrooms? All those things. And, and, and then we want to know, is it, like, when, is it June of 2020 that you want to do that? Is it, what is the target date? And then we can set measurable, aligned, realistic, and time-bound goals um, against that, uh, that vision that they have. Yeah. And then the remaining par parts of the course is, is we talk about retirement plans and understanding uh, how to navigate your workplace benefits, things of that nature. Class number three, we talk about planning for the unexpected. So a lot of people we work with don't have things like wills and trusts and so on that uh, are in place. And they're very, very important, though morbid things to think about. Very, very important things to, to have uh, completed. Yep. In class number four, we take it and meld it all together and create, go, going back to the presenting solutions, uh, you know, plan, uh, profiling, planning, and presenting solutions to them, we can give them a roadmap of things that they need to do to help them achieve the goals that they have. So that's kind of how we all meld that together. And what have you seen come from this? Like, how has this impacted some of your clients' lives? I mean, it's, uh, I, I can think of a, a few specific ones. One being a gentleman that came to us that I've been working with him for, for probably six or seven months now. The only thing we've been working on is his budget. And it's, we're not talking about workplace benefits or stock options or any of that other stuff. It's literally financial planning 101, working on his budget. And we've been going through the exercise of categorizing his expenses and, and helping him understand more about managing his cash flow, what's coming in, what's going out. And his goal was to save $2,000 a month. And when we started off, he was negative, I think he was negative $750 a month, where he was having to pull money from savings or he was delaying payments and what have you. And he, he just crossed over the $2,000 a month mark. Excellent. In the last last few weeks, um, I just met with him on. I just met with uh, today's Friday. We're recording this on a Friday. I met with him yesterday at eleven a.m. and you know, we we wrapped up the budget yesterday because he achieved that goal. Um, and there and there's you know a thousand other stories like that. Home purchases and um, I have a husband and wife that I've been meeting with for the last six or seven months, and we've been talking about uh, helping them plan for um, raising a family. And sure enough, they're four months pregnant. Well, that's awesome. It's awesome. It's and, and these are the these are the things that drive me to do what I do. And this this is exactly it. You know, it's those those little moments. Yeah, yeah. I can appreciate that. Awesome. So how can my clients find you? You can find us through the website, uh, woodsonwm.com. That's all, all of our contact information is there. W-O-O-D-S-O-N-W-M.com. And uh, in a few weeks here, we'll have the Allegiant Divorce Solutions website up, uh, up and running. But for now, I think uh, the best method is just to, to contact me through the website. All my contact is, uh, information is there, email. Um, I, my cell phone is on the website. And I'm, I, a lot of advisory firms don't do this, but everybody that we work with has access to our cell phone because we do work with a very small group of people. We don't work with 450 clients like we used to in the past. Um, so we work with a very small crowd and, you know, uh, I think that's the easiest method. So call, text, 
shoot me an email. I'm happy to, happy to have a conversation, even if someone chooses to reach out but, and ask questions and we might, we might be a fit for them or, or vice versa. We have a gigantic network of other advisors that we, that we work with and we talk to all the time. So if it's not us, we'll certainly help them find somebody. That's amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for sharing your story with um, our audience, our listeners. I love to spotlight people who are driven by passion and really have this purpose, this you know, focus in mind where it is that they're going and they're staying very intentional about it. So um, you are obviously a great example of what it means to be self-made. So I appreciate your time and I look forward to working with you in the future. I appreciate you having me. Thanks so much, Tracy. Are you struggling to achieve your goals? Do you find yourself getting sidetracked by distractions and obstacles along the way? It's time to take control of your mind and harness the power of self-control with Mind Over Matter. This three-hour program is packed with practical strategies and techniques to help you overcome challenges, stay focused, and achieve your goals. With expert guidance and real-world examples, you'll learn how to train your mind to stay on track and avoid the pitfalls that can derail your progress. Whether you're looking to improve your health, build your business, or reach any other goal, Mind Over Matter is the solution you've been searching for. So why wait? Sign up now and start achieving the success you deserve. Go to www.selfmadeyou.com.